Have you ever wondered how you could connect mindfulness practices such as meditation, breathing exercises to your English language teaching practices? Well, keep listening to find out more with this great episode featuring our guest host, Amy Alice Chastain. Welcome to TTELT podcast. My name is Amy Alice Chastain. And I am a member of the board of directors of Educators Worldwide, um, which is the organization that hosts this podcast and workshops for teachers around the world. And it is my honor and privilege today to welcome a good friend and colleague, Ramin Yazdanpana, to the podcast. And on a topic that is near and dear to my heart, uh, culturally responsive teaching. So welcome, Ramin. We're so happy that you're here. So a little bit about myself. So yes, as you said, my name is Ramin Yazdanpana. And I'll, I'll, I'll kind of tell you three aspects of myself, okay? So first I'll tell you a little bit about just my, my ethnic background. Um, so that name um, is a Persian name. Ramin means peace. And Yazdanpana means um, under the protection, under the shade of of god so uh i'm grateful for that name um and so i was born in iran and uh i moved from iran when i was one um to miami and my mother is cuban so my my folks met in chicago in the united states and i'm going to talk now a little bit my about my character you know i really try to to live a balanced life so um what that means for me is you know starting my day in a healthy way starting it with you know setting intention taking the time to to do the breathing to do some meditation to do some grounding to you know drink some tea or coffee or whatever hang out with my dog you know be outside that's the best way to start the day and, and also I'm, I'm really passionate about just the work that I do and, and making sure that I'm, I'm enjoying the work that I do. You know, another way to kind of keep balance with my work life is, is gardening. Uh, I'm a musician. Um, I'm a nature lover and um, love good food, cooking, you know, just being active and uh, just trying, trying to kind of, you know, stay balanced because there have definitely been times in my life where the balance wasn't there and and i've noticed that that really affects uh how i show up and and you know as an educator mm -hmm. um as a friend as a colleague and my third identity is uh i would say like a professional identity and one that's kind of always becoming right so all of these are, are are always like becoming too so my professional identity is as you know, um, I'm the founder and, and director of Full Circle Language. So that's, um, that's a company that I started about five years ago now. And um, we, we do language teaching, right? And coordinate uh, language teachers, kind of matchmaking between language teachers and language students, uh, translation work and intercultural workshops. But definitely teacher educator is core. So that's that's uh, that's a little bit about me. So tell us what got you interested in using mindfulness practices within your language and culture teaching. I think my my deeper dive into um, mindfulness, into meditation, uh, into breathing practices, um, you know, my own personal journey. <laughs> 
I remember, I remember I was, I was doing some of this, this breathing technique, it's called Wim Hof breathing. And it's a, it's a um, very accessible way to get into very deep or relaxed states very quickly. It immediately connects to, to your heart. And what I mean by that, it makes you more um, empathetic, right? It makes you more compassionate and makes you more clear and aware of, of kind of, you know, communicating and thinking from that place, from that perspective. Then I started thinking about, okay, how can I be more intentional with, um, within my intercultural workshops to, um, you know, in order to kind of facilitate and, and have participants feel more comfortable, have me feel more comfortable, you know, have that space come from that heart centered place, which is what we need when we're engaging in intercultural exchange. We need that trust. We need that empathy, that compassion, you know, that vulnerability. Um, it, I, I really was like, oh, okay, that this is it. Right. And so because I've been doing, you know, my own personal work, it was a really easy kind of integration, um, you know, into into my intercultural workshops. So why do you think it's in, um, that incorporating mindfulness is important in language and intercultural development? Um, as language teachers, we're automatically interculturalists, right? We're intercultural teachers because there's no separation, as you all probably know, uh, between teaching a language and teaching a culture. They are intertwined. And so, you know, being able to um, integrate what we would call intercultural, you know, activities, intercultural communication, intercultural exchange, that, that is just a natural part of, of being a language teacher. You already do it, whether you know it or not. So the, the idea here is though, it's, is, to, is to be a little bit more um, intentional about it and um, take it a little deeper. As far as, you know, in the classroom for um, language teaching and the, the learning outcomes that you're going for, what are some of the other benefits that you've experienced since being very intentional and in using these approaches in your classroom? If you are looking to have a, a learner centered classroom, um, really what that takes is number one, building a, 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 a relaxed and an and open kind of environment where the students feel like they can um, take risks, where they're open to feedback, where they look, they view um, making errors as, you know, beautiful, you know, I call them beautiful mistakes because they, they're, they're essential, you know, just like anything in life, we have to learn from our, from our mistakes. We have to learn from our errors and we have to be open to that feedback. Um, we have to be able to reflect, you know, on our own um, performance, right? Uh, and, and in order to be kind of honest, right? In order to see what we're doing really well and what, what we need some, you know, more clarity on and more practice. What are some specific ways that you can offer our teachers that are listening that they can begin to bring mindfulness into their classrooms? So I would say the, the only way to, 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 to try it out is just to do it, right? The only way to, to, to like get comfort with it is, is to do it. So being a good teacher, right? As like, I like to model this, okay? I like to model this for, for you. And, and of course, you know, the best way as, as a learner is actually to like participate, right? And so um, I invite you all out there, uh, Amy, I invite you as well to, um, 
to, to join in this uh, guided uh, mindfulness meditation. And basically the overview of it is going to be just a simple body scan. Okay. And I'll guide you through that. You don't have to do anything. And then we're going to transition into that, um, into um, a guided um, reflective, reflective activity, okay, on our, on our identities. So uh, no need to, to worry about anything. I will guide you through everything. So um, I would say, uh, please close your eyes, okay? And again, you can sit in a chair comfortably if you're comfortable. If you want to lay down, you can lay down as well. Okay, so here we go. Okay, so I just want everyone to just take a deep breath in through the nose, out through the mouth. Relax. Just focusing on your breath, focusing on the inhale into the belly, exhale, keeping your focus on your breath. Relaxing, letting go, coming into your body, Relaxing any tension. I'm going to start a body scan. I'm going to start with the feet. So bringing our awareness, our attention to the feet. You can actually move your toes. You can move your feet a little bit, bringing some circulation there your awareness, bringing some gratitude that you have your feet and for everything that your feet do for you. Moving that energy to your calves, that awareness, relaxing your calves, maybe flexing your calves a little bit, feeling them to your shins, Moving up to your knees. If your knees are at arm's reach, maybe you can rub your knees a little bit. Moving that awareness to your thighs. Maybe you can just rub your thighs a little bit, your hamstrings, just kind of rub your hamstrings a little bit. Just a little gratitude around, you know, your legs and for everything that our legs do for us. Moving that awareness to your hips, massage your hips a little. To your belly, placing your hands on your belly. Rub your belly a little bit. To your lower back, touching your lower back. Massaging your lower back a little bit. Moving that awareness up to your, your chest and to your heart and placing your hands on your heart. Feeling your heartbeat, your heart rhythm. 
Maybe that awareness up to your, your shoulders and your upper back, up to your neck, rubbing your neck a little bit, up to your jaw, maybe releasing your jaw, opening your jaw, massaging it, releasing any tension, up to your head and your scalp, and you're rubbing your head a little bit. And down your arms, remembering to breathe, just breathe normally. Your arms, rubbing your arms, down to your hands, rubbing your hands, your fingers, just bring some circulation there. Take another deep breath in, deep breath out. Staying in the space with your eyes closed. Feeling your body. And putting your hands back on your chest, on your heart. Sending yourself some, some love and some gratitude for being present here, for taking the time to to learn and to grow. Sending that gratitude and that love out to each other in this virtual space that we're in. Sending that love and gratitude out to your colleagues and to your students, to your family, to your friends. Sending that out to the world, realizing that even though we're having our individual experience and honoring that, we are also all connected. Staying in this space for just a few moments longer, keeping your eyes closed, staying relaxed. to reflect a little bit on our identities. So recognizing and honoring the diversity within ourselves. Reflect on your ancestry. What is your identity based on your family ancestry? What feelings and thoughts come up around this identity? Sending, again, gratitude and love to your ancestors. For all they have done for us. Moving on to our second reflection of our identities. You're going to recognize and honor your character, your personality, your authenticity. What is this identity? What created and formed this identity? 
What do you love about yourself that you might want others to know and see? And on to our final reflection, recognizing and honoring what you wish to become. What is this identity? What informs and influences this identity? Does this identity align with who you perceive yourself to already be, who you wish to become, or both? Taking another deep breath in, deep breath out. Gradually, slowly coming back. Thank you so much for that, Remy. Um, before I kind of sum up what I heard, um, were kind of your top tips. Did you have anything else to add? Uh, one um, option to transition from this into a language uh, activity is, um, is a journal reflection, right? So allow students time to journal, okay, based on those identities, and we can remind them of those, those three identities. Um, so this is something that just pairs perfectly with, with writing. So what we have done is provided that, that set and setting, okay, for our students to engage in more deeper reflection and feel safer to, to share that, right? Initially in a, in a journal. And then from there, be able to uh, have students get into groups, you know, groups of three, for example, and, and take time to be, to share, but also take time to be um, a good listener. So listening is obviously a skill here. So speaking and listening, right? And, and so these are all things that, um, you know, from this relaxed state, students find it easier to speak, okay? And students can find it easier to listen. So um, those are just like a couple of, of, uh, of ideas um, of how you can pair this kind of reflective, you know, mindfulness activity, um, you know, into this reflection of identities, right? This intercultural kind of reflection um, or this intercultural, I would say, right? Reflection and then lead that into an intercultural, um, you know, lens where you can, you can apply all these different uh, intercultural activities. So you correct me or add to if I don't properly sum up what I'm hearing as your top tips. Um, the first being using this to build a relaxed environment um, so that we're creating those spaces to allow, as you said, beautiful mistakes, right? And allow for reflection. Um, so creating that space. Um, and in turn, helping to create not only the setting in our classroom, but also the mindset for all of our participants and our learners, um, our students, whomever they might be um, in that space. 
um, and then just try it. Uh, for those teachers that are like, I don't know, just do it. Um, we, we got to experience from you leading that I would say really the teachers can just start with just narrating something that feels relaxing for them, right? And just, just talking through their own process so that everybody can participate and benefit from that. Um, and then finally, um, you ended talking about kind of transitioning into those language learning activities um, and practices and just kind of using that time in a, in a really fruitful way. You know, one other thing I would add is, um, you know, practice this yourself, right? In your own practice that you're saying, okay, let me practice this just on my own for a little bit, you know, and then um, with the intention of I'm preparing to do this for my students, then, then, then you'll just feel more, it's a more authentic, right? Because you'll feel more comfortable uh, in that space. Yeah, and thank you so much for that because I know I can't count the number of times when working with brand new teachers um, that that's been my top advice to them is, is to make that time for yourself, is to be intentional about it, schedule it. Mm -hmm. Because I tell them every time I said, I promise you the work always gets done, but taking care of ourselves, if we don't be, get intentional about it and we don't make it a priority, it will never get done. Tell our listeners what other projects you're working on right now. Projects that I'm working on now. Um, so I'm, I'm working on this uh, with Dartmouth on this, these intercultural workshop series. So that's been really nice. I just got back from, from one of them uh, on Monday. And that's, that's a lot of this intercultural to intercultural um, workshops, which has really been nice to, to uh, develop with, with their team there at the Nelson Rockefeller Center teaching courses with with Webster University right now on um you know pragmatics and speech acts and intercultural communication so that's another aspect you know that's that uh you know having this awareness and reflection on um you know our expectations and and cultural norms you know around uh how we do things like apologize and request things and you know, say that we're so, you know, all, all these things, right? Um, ask someone out on a date, you know, <laughs> all of these <laughs> things, all the important stuff uh, is really fascinating. Um, yeah, so I would say just, you know, if if you want to connect and and just kind of keep up with what I do, I think LinkedIn is is probably a good space. I'm, I, you know, and talking about integrating, right, our identities that I feel like LinkedIn, it's, 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 people are still like, oh, I have to maintain this like professional, you know, image, right? And, and it's a little stuffy sometimes. So I try to break it up on there and, 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 and present things in, in, in ways that that kind of like model um, how I'm integrating different aspects of who I am as a professional. So LinkedIn would be a good place to connect. Yeah, so LinkedIn is the best place for teachers to find you then. Yes, yes. Perfect. Well, thank you again, Ramin, for being a guest on the TTELT podcast of Educators Worldwide. We so appreciate it and look forward to a future workshop. Sounds good. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Amy, Alice, and Ramin for sharing those mindfulness techniques that we can use in our English language learning classrooms. They'll be a great help into creating culturally responsive environments for our learners. Also, just so you're prepared, 
November 27th, we have our upcoming TTELT talks. We're trying to set some new times, so be on the lookout for those in an email or a notification online. Remember, TTELT Talks is the time for you to connect with other educators around the world. Now, don't forget to um, like us, subscribe, and follow us on our different social media channels. And you can hit that bell here on your YouTube if you're watching us there so that you will always know when our latest podcast episodes are available. If you have a question, a comment, we'd love to hear from you. Leave it below or email us at info at ttelt.org.